Hey. Hey. <laughs> Why we are just, you laughing? I don't know. It just came out funny. <laughs> I got you. But hey, hey, we just saw a movie. That's true. What did we watch? We watched the Joy Luck Club. We did. And why did we watch the Joy Luck Club? Because you said we should watch the Joy Luck Club. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a this isn't a dictatorship. No, it's because we said. We, well, I said I wanted to watch an older movie. Yes. And then it's also Asian and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. I believe that's the full title. I'm getting that correctly. Yes, I think so. So we thought that would be great to um, honor two birds with one stone. True. Yeah. And why else? Uh, was it? You said you said my mom loves this movie. That's true. I can't remember if that was the first reason, but that was the secondary reason. (laughs) I was kind of like, oh yeah, and this too. It was in there. It was in there, yeah. So we were we watched that movie, and who are we? Who are you? I am Michelle. I'm Josh. This is. Hey, hey we, we just, just saw a movie. movie. That so, was so cheesy. We've never once said that at the same time. Sometimes you need a little monster in your life, and that's <laughs> how it how it works. That's your cheese of choice. That's, yeah, monster? monster cheese. Okay. It's good. It melts very evenly. Um, if you want to like get the whole burger. Yeah. It's really nice. Okay. Yeah. What about Gouda? You first Gouda, Gouda is is Gouda. <laughs> so I'm two episodes. I'm rolling in with the dad jokes. Right? Yeah, you are. So, uh, yeah. So it's been it's been an interesting time. What have you been up to? Well, Joshua, you may know. I may not know. We put our masks on, and boarded a flight Where to, to Dallas. What? Which Dallas? Texas, people. We are in Texas recording this episode. That's right. What? Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Fort Truck Month. Bring out all Dallas the y'all. Dallas Cowboys. They're all coming. A uh, lot of legal uh, laws being pulled from people. Barbecue well, and human rights are atrocities. <laughs> well, I guess That's if you're Texas. from, I guess if you're from, um, if you're from Tennessee, then you would feel that way because they don't like the barbecue that's done in Texas. Well, I'm not saying the barbecue is a human atrocity. I'm saying Texas has barbecue and human atrocities. That's true. They like to take rights and things away. That's right, but they like to give you a barbecue once they say that. They yeah. say, "Bless your heart." We can't do that. Right. Here's some barbecue. Bless you. your heart. I don't care about you. That's right. Yeah. Bless your heart. That's good. We've just What's lost. There? We've just lost Texas. <laughs> no. Okay, Texas. I get it. You're all not right. all we'll, like we'll that. We'll pander to you. Right. Your your educational system is amazing. Is it? That's the joke. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we went through it. Okay. What What's good? What have we been doing here? We've done some good things. We have. Yes. We, we fed the homeless. No, good things that we've enjoyed. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, that's not right. <laughs> You've offended you Texas what? and all the homeless people that are listening. No, you know what I mean. We've not, not altruistic things. Got you. Just entertainment things. That was a big word. Yeah. That was, that was hefty. I guess so. <laughs> You've been lifting word weights. Altruistic. Well, what have we been doing? Uh, we've been visiting family. We yeah. didn't come here... Definitely not for our health. <laughs> but we came here to visit family. Yep. Um, there's a lot of people here that we are related to and who are related to or who married people were related to. Yeah. So we came to see them. We got all vaxxed up. We did. And came to Texas. That's the only reason we got vaxxed up. We were not altruistic <laughs> about it. <laughs> but yeah, we've seen big ones, little ones, all ones. Are we talking about fish? 
No, people, <laughs> babies, adults. Okay, 30. family. Are there any family. 20-year-olds? Yeah, we know a 20. No, we don't know any 20-year-olds. We Teenagers, do. babies, 30-year-olds. Well, 30 a teenager's husband is 20-something. There we go. Shout out to Seth. <laughs> okay. Mustache. Yeah. Mustache Seth. Yeah. <laughs> Mustache Seth. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we've been doing. Yeah. And, and we've we been have, hiding from the rain. We've been, it we has been raining a We picked a very rainy week to visit. Yeah, we were going to bring our one wheels. As you know, we can't do an episode without talking about our one wheels. Because <laughs> we're, we're, we're like vegans, but we ride right. on one wheels. So we were going to bring them, and we didn't. And we're very thankful, because it would have been expensive to have them sit to around ship them here. half yeah. of the time. To not be able to ride them. So we did a good thing. But we did go walk across that big, new, that big I would say new bridge, but it, I think it's been a minute. Yeah. That they built it. The, well, we didn't walk. We drove across the Okay, bridge. we drove across the fancy bridge, and then we walked across the bridge that people used to drive on. Yeah. I used to take it to work, and then we walked across it. Because yeah. it's a nice, it's a path now. I don't remember the name of any of these bridges. It's the, the that bridge. That bridge. That, that bridge that goes <laughs> south. Yeah. So, yeah, we did that. And um, we had some good food. We did. And that's all we've been doing. And with that, we have uh, two special guests. Two guests to whom uh, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast at all because that's how nature works. <laughs> um, you may have already heard a few uh, giggles in the may, background. You may have, or I might have edited them out to keep the suspense going. <laughs> oh, okay. But um, I don't know yet. It's in the future. Uh, we uh, have our moms here. They are, um, this is also a uh, Mother's Day podcast uh, because we weren't here for Mother's Day. And... Um, we're, for Mother's Day, we're forcing them to talk. Yeah, on our podcast. <laughs> so, would you would you like to introduce yourselves, mothers? I'm Kathy Bridges, and I'm the mother of Joshua Weatherspoon. Oh, oh the full whole name. name. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when it when it releases, Uh-oh. it's gonna be like I'm the mother of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and I'm um, Georgia Larue, and I'm Michelle's mom. Hello, thank moms. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. And thank you for not saying your daughter's full name. <laughs> My pleasure. Um, so uh, why did you why did you come on the podcast? You asked us. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There's no gift bags either. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's it. Yeah, that's were, all we're gonna say today. <laughs> they were nice enough to to do this, so we're we're very thankful. We wanted to have guests, and this is the best. You're our first. You're guest. our first, and Great. will be our best guests. Yeah. No matter who comes on, as Michelle has invited many celebrities on the podcast. <laughs> I have. And none have responded. No one. They don't listen. Apparently. <laughs> we got to get them to listen yeah. first. Uh, so we usually do what we've been watching and all that stuff, but we wanted to get into it because we have four people here, and we just watched the Joy Luck Club. We're gonna and get straight. The to movie it. was two hours and ten minutes, so we're gonna try not to make our episodes two hours and ten minutes. So um, yeah, what anybody can shoot. Um, let me uh, let me oh, no, start no, no, off yeah. with I the IMDb what you usually do. right synopsis of this 1993. Yes, please do. Film, IMDb says. The life histories of four East Asian women and their daughters reflect and guide each other. That's a long movie and a short sentence. <laughs> yeah, that kind of de- that. That's definitely the. Um, I forgot what movie had the worst, but that's the second worst. Well, I mean, it does cover it. I guess it is four women talking and re- guiding each other. I guess, but this is what we do. We kind of read the IMDb 
synopsis and then make fun of it. Okay. In case, because I don't think you guys have listened to our podcast. And I'm not offended. It's okay. (laughs) How did we get to that level? We haven't been. But um, yeah, that's what IMDb says. So now we can jump in. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. They do um, give them wisdom. I did they? I guess they more of yeah. They kind of had more of an arguments into wisdom. There's more like relationship breakthroughs some of them was no there's probably there's wisdom because i wrote down a few things mm-hmm. we'll get into the wisdom <laughs> we'll get there i think it was yeah it was just confusion until i was like oh okay i, I kind of get it so so I this was so. a large cast because i mean it says it was four east asian women and their daughters mm-hmm. okay which makes the- it eight people right Wh- but really there's a lot of people to follow in this movie. Um, and sometimes it's easy to get lost in movies like this. I felt like this movie was um, the movie Inception, but about like uh, four families. Because I was just like, what? Okay, so where are we? How many, how many levels deep have we jumped right. into someone's memory? Right. And it, yeah, it, it was definitely like a Christopher Nolan Because there Nolan were definitely Tarantino. grandmothers and great-grandmothers involved. Right. And then concubines and second husbands mm-hmm. right and you gotta pay whatever. attention yeah it's a pay attention movie this is not a fold your laundry and watch it movie no. it's a pay attention movie right okay well this was my first viewing of joy luck club you've already seen this josh right allegedly allegedly you don't recall <laughs> i don't but the thing is is when you're young and you watch a movie with all this complexity how can you remember? You probably just kind of like, whoa, that was a lot of stuff. And I don't know this culture. And when does the NBA playoffs come on? That's right. probably what I was thinking at the time. Got it. And then you guys? Like, Jordan's play. I've never seen it. It's the first time. Okay. And then, this is probably my eighth time I, watching this movie. I get that because you own the VHS mm-hmm. and two DVD copies. Yes. Is that it? And someone took off with my book oh so, and you uh-oh. had the book <laughs> it right. wasn't me no it wasn't you you had the whole collection yeah the whole thing ready to go were there dolls did you get the dolls no no dolls no okay just the book when's the last time you saw this movie i would say three months ago really oh, wow yeah oh because it was a regular it, viewing i gave it to a friend but before i gave it to her and we had any kind of discussion i wanted to refresh everything oh okay stuff, so yeah, I watched it again. Do you regularly watch this movie? Like over the years or just kind Over of... the years, I have watched it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Pretty much. I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I thought it was um it was one of those films that I feel like should be a what psychology class film? Hmm. Like you you just say, "Hey, what 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 are the things that are going on? What do you think the people have learned and what, you know, it's like there's so many layers. You could probably do a class on the Joy Luck Club. So I was well, like, oh. and you were just showing me. You have something on your phone that looks like it's from a class, like a student made. Yeah, these. these are film and literature. She has the character analysis of every single person. It's like a slideshow or something. It looks mm-hmm. like a PowerPoint. So it tells you all about the characters and who they really were if you misinterpreted them. So someone's already done this, Josh. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, but everybody's already done everything. So That's you true. just. Uh, you could just say, like, all right, well, I'll just take that and make a class out of it. 
True. So for you seeing Georgia, for you seeing the movie for the first time, like what were where did you like? Were you like, oh, this is great? Or were you like, oh, this is a lot? Or I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. And I thought it was very complex. I kept mm-hmm. asking y'all, wait, wait, what's going on? Who's that person? And I also was trying to figure out the timeline, like when everything was. Yeah. And so I think we got that down, but I'm not sure. I saw you took a lot of notes. Yeah. You, did. you took a lot of notes. You guys both did. I took, I scribbled down like four things. Like five things, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I just write down random thoughts and that's pretty much it. But... Um, so can I tell you? Yeah, go tell me. You might be excited to learn that okay. there is a sequel that's supposed to be in the works. Mm-hmm. Starting, well, since... When, two, when, when they say this? 2018, so who knows. But it's going to be in the sequel? The the little kids now? Or? The idea was to bring back the original cast, so the daughters would now be... They're going to be the, 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 the parents. The parents. Mm-hmm. and I, But there were three generations. That we're going to be in. So then I guess their kids would have kids. So they would be the grandmothers oh now. Because the so, they wanted a millennial generation. Mm, that's cool. I do yeah. not know where this lies, if this is actually happening, because that was 2018. So I feel like it's been a while. But as we've learned over the episodes, a lot of movies take a long time. Mm-hmm. To Especially get now with COVID and everything. That probably yeah. put a damper on it. Slows things down. But yeah. yeah, I would like, that would be a cool. I'd be fine. I'd watch that. I'd that sounds happy good. That's better than you saying the you, you read it from something in 2008. Right. So True. 2018's like very recent. Yeah. So it's something that can get greenlit. They did want to make um the writer um Amy Tan, is that right? Yeah. Um had a second book and after the success of this movie, they wanted to go ahead and make her book, her other book, I forgot what it's called, into a movie. But then negotiations all fell apart and they were really hoping that this movie would kind of spur on more um, Asian-led films. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just fizzled and then didn't happen. Which is kind of a bummer. Well, you know, if anything's happened in the last couple of years, it lets you know that there's a market for it. Yeah. So there's always been a market, but at right. least Hollywood's realizing that there's right. a market for it. So So that, you know. But hopefully a sequel will come come along. Joy Luck 2. Joy Luck 2. Electric Boogaloo. More club. More club. <laughs> more luck. More love. <laughs> more luck. More, more yeah. club. More joy. <laughs> yeah. Double the luck. Is that all the, the, the little tidbits you have? Well, I have another tidbit. Did you know that this is the second second movie to feature a major, no, majority Asian-led mm-hmm. cast with a contemporary story? The first was in the 60s. And well, that's then, not very many then. No. Wow. Yeah. Um, so this was the second one. Um, oh, at the time it was the second. At the time it was the second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, true. And that was like how many years in the past from now? 93, you said? Yeah. 93, yeah. yeah. But I'd but, say there's probably like four now. Yeah, I would imagine. Crazy Rich Asians right. and... And Netflix has a bundle of... Well, yeah. yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. It's only the second one. But it was a success. Yeah. Yay. Okay, also, he's looking at my paper. Yeah, Josh like, knows I make notes. I think you have a I was gonna, so I was going to bring them in later. But um, the matchmaker from the movie, mm-hmm. the old lady, mm-hmm. um, she was also the cultural consultant for the movie. Wow. Oh. Um, and she died a month after filming. Oh. Oh. She was in a car accident. Yes, wow. very sad. So at the end of the credits, they dedicate the movie to her. 
So she never awesome. got to see it then. Yeah, it's a bummer. Mm, that's sad. I mean, it didn't mean to bring us down. No, but that's, that's you know, <laughs> but, wow. But, so that's who the movie is dedicated to. That's all I got for now. Okay. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Um, <laughs> so you both have a lot of notes. Is what? Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I was just gonna. I was gonna prompt a question, but you go for it. Okay, is there a story that stand that stood out the most, like a storyline or character that stood out to you most, or that you maybe stuck with you more? I had um, encouraged a friend to watch this movie because her and her husband were having problems, and um, she said that he ran over her and he didn't listen to her, and she always felt like she was neglected and left out. And after watching this, she was able to, I can't remember where the name of the character was. She was able to get to a point in life with her husband where she told him how she actually felt and why she was quiet all the time and why she wouldn't respond because she felt like he wasn't listening to her. And as a result of watching this movie and having that conversation with her and even having a conversation, she's from um, Costa Rica. Um, She had this conversation with her mom because, you know, the men from that era are like, I'm the boss. And so it really saved her marriage in terms of their having a conversation and then going back to the movie. She had him watch it and then being able to talk about it then. So I think it's it's if if we look at it from our vantage point, it might not be as important. But for people who've gone through stuff, the people I've suggested that they watch this, it really has helped them have their voice or to mend their marriage. But whatever way it is, the woman became healthy. Yeah, it's always nice when something we watch or listen to, like art, essentially can change somebody's life, mm-hmm. basically, or have a real life impact. I know sometimes people are like, oh, Hollywood's so silly. It's just a bunch of movies and overpaid, you know, self-important people. But at the heart of it, a lot of it is stories and art, and it has an impact, and there's a reason for it. And it really can, I mean, even silly movies can make a real life impact on people's lives. So it's always nice when it, people connect. Yeah. Daddy's home with Will Ferrell changed my life. Did it. <laughs> did it. It did. I watched the first and the second <laughs> one, and that spent, took about four hours. It changed my life forever. Changed time. Yeah. I yeah. lost four hours. I'll say a silly movie that basically changed our life was um, Jeff Who Lives at Home. Oh, yeah. That's true. That That's spurred our whole moving to L.A. Yeah. So. I want to be Jeff who lives at all. Right. <laughs> so, you know, anything can change anyone. So, yeah. yeah. What What about you? Well, I didn't have any one character I liked. I liked all of them. I think probably June being the first one and she was kind of mm-hmm. the first narrator. She's mm-hmm. the first one you followed. So that was, I guess, and she was at the end. So I think that was important. But I think the concepts were really what stood out. The um, mother-daughter relationships. Yeah, the relationships. And then one of the things I noticed in the beginning is they talked about hope. And so you picked up on that all through the whole thing was the hope, the hope for the future, the hope for the kids, the hope it'll get better. And then the next thing I was thinking is that um, when they were coming to America, they're thinking for the hope. And I'm thinking thinking of our America and thinking, yeah, there's good things which we totally take for granted. But then there are some things that are kind of still messed up here. So, And then you saw that in the movie Mm. where they were going back and forth. They got hope. Things were better, but they still had problems. Yep. Facts. I think, yeah, but I, I I think that's interesting, the hope idea, because um, you have like the hope, but and that's like the seed, but then what it grows into and how it's perceived is 
always the tricky part because someone's like oh i hope this will happen and then it grows in that and they're like oh i thought this was gonna be a rose and like no it's a chrysanthemum or something like that <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're like but i wanted a rose and it's like why you know why can't you accept me for being a chrysanthemum and and then really like coming to terms with that and and realizing that you know some of the work that you had to put in to like grow that um it isn't you know necessarily what you what you wanted to be but the outcome was positive and so it's like all these different layers of mm-hmm. of communication and confusion and understanding so it's it's yeah hope is hope is like that beginning thing and then whatever happens after that can be a myriad of of positive or negative things or tough times or whatever so yeah. i think the main takeaway from this movie though was that we don't need a man in our life. That's right, sister. <laughs> Sing it. The guys were kind of jerks in this yeah. movie, weren't they? they we were. don't need yeah. a man to tell us what to do or oh, what yeah. to think. No, I mean jokes, but I mean, yeah, that was that was a thread in there. That was definitely a yeah, thread in yeah, there. It was, it was like, but I think that in general, it was just, and it can be for everybody, is just to know who you are right. and, yeah. and yeah. not let yourself be swallowed up by someone else. Really? Yeah, the um, I would tell my students that when I taught because they would constantly ask me what they should do in a song and how they should do this and how they should do that. And I would ask them, well, what do you want to do? Like, what's the goal of the song? They go, I don't know. I said, well, if you don't know what your song is going to be and who you want to be as an artist, your manager or your record label or your boyfriend or the, uh, the audience or whatever is going to force you into that. And then if you do become successful, you'll just be one of the saddest people in the world because... You don't know who you are. You're just doing everything for other people. So, yeah, it's like finding out who you are is is probably the biggest thing that you can do. And then also in a in pretty much all cultures, in oppression of women, it's like, um, yeah, finding out who you are as a woman is key because there's, you know, for every woman that's trying to figure out who she is, there's like 10,000 men that are wanting to be like, this is who you are supposed to be. Right. And then when things happen to you at such a young age and you're who you want to be, you don't even know. Like, you've just been told for, like, starting so young. Like, this is what you are. This is what you're going to be. I'm giving you to these people. You have to go get married now. Whatever. You never had a chance. You never had a chance. And then when you're older, that's when things, maybe things fall apart. Like, because you're just figuring things out. Or, oh, I can think for myself. Or your spouse dies and now you have no idea what to do because you've never had to think about anything other than that other person. Right. Um, and then you're just like, oh, it reminded me of a scene. It reminded me of um, Coming to America when, um, I forgot the character's name. Oh, yeah. I don't Rose? Not sure which character it was, but her husband was like, just tell me what you want for dinner. Right. Like, I just want to hear yeah. for once mm-hmm. your opinion. Right. And that would, that immediately took me to coming to America when he was talking to the woman that he was, that was, he was supposed to marry the bride or whatever. And she was like, I am here to serve you. He's like, well, what do you want to do? I like what you like. And you know, like all this stuff is exactly the same thing. But yeah, it was all very like, what, what do you mean? What do I like? But yeah. And I think that's the one that they got back together at the end. They did. Yeah. So he actually listened. Mm-hmm. He did. Yeah. And I thought that was a and good point, too. And got her to open up. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a good point. Yeah. Honestly. And I was glad that the girl who was living in the silver house that was tilted 
<laughs> when the yeah. rug, when the flowers broke, I thought that was such a dramatic timing for the people who did it because it just showed that's what happens sometimes. You get into an argument and your life is shaking and the house might not be shaking, but actually that glass, you know, exploding and the water coming down, her mother coming upstairs, that bonded them together. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the fact that the writer did allow everyone's point of view to be addressed, the <laughs> mother or the husband or whoever. Everyone had some part of this in which they could share why I am the way I am. And then to clear it up or not clear it up, when we saw it at the end, we realized most of them survived <laughs> as a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I think that was great that, you know, obviously it's always nice if you do something earlier, but it got to a point where people had to really, and I I think we've talked about this before, where you've got to really explain why you are saying what you're saying, because people aren't going to follow you or understand you or um, empathize with you. If you just, if you just come out and say like, which is very hard to say when I was 14, I was sold off as a bride and this happened and I had to work this kind of way. And this is kind of the story. And that's why I, from your point of view, nitpick at your life, you know, because I don't want you to fall into the traps that I had. I don't want you to go through the things that I went through. And so once someone says that to you, you're then able to take that in. And even if you don't agree with it, you can kind of go, okay, I understand why they are who they are. And I can use that to um, understand them better, but also make decisions like the daughter to be able to say like, oh, well, that was weird. My mom went through this horrible situation and then I'm about to go through this horrible situation. And I see that she just stares at the window sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, do I want to stare at the window right. for the next, you know, 50 years? And so then, you know, they were they were all able to, yeah, like you said, just share their life so that their daughters can once again have better lives. But from their young perception, it was like, you're trying to ruin my life. Mm-hmm. But they didn't right. fully explain why they were, you know, doing the things that they were doing. As moms. How much did you relate to the scenes of the kids basically being brats and being like, you're ruining my life. I don't want to do this. I, you don't understand me. I hate you. None of them said I hate you. Yeah, well, one of them said yeah, I yeah, yeah. Girls, the yeah. girls She did. said I wish I was dead yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. She's chain. like, like you left your children and I wish right. I was dead. Like all three. Wow, <laughs> right. that's mean. Well, like Josh is saying, like, you know, like, as kids, you don't we I, we don't know the motivations. We just know you know trying to cramp our style or something. But I don't know. <laughs> like there's there's more motivation. You are whole people without us, <laughs> and before we came along. Um, so I feel like a lot of moms probably any mom would relate to. I'm not a mom, but I would imagine that's oh, very yeah. relatable <laughs> yeah. scenes. You're a mom of many puzzles. I only have two. Uh, well, some moms all they have to. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah, I could relate to that. I was thinking, yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Here's what I thought was interesting, though, when she was saying that, as I was thinking of the mom and the horrible things any of those moms went through. Mm-hmm. And the little kid is just mad because she didn't want to take piano lessons. Right. And I think it's right. such a different, they had no idea as right. the little kid what their moms went through. Exactly. But then that makes me think, what do I not know that my mom went through? Mm. And, and she didn't go through a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure as a kid and growing up, I didn't care. I was just doing my life. You know, I'd hear things sprinkled here and there. 
and just go on. But now when you get older, you start thinking because my mom, um, she was born in the 19, early 1919 or something wow, right around then. Mm-hmm. And then so she went through the Great Depression and whatever happened then, which I don't even know. Mm-hmm. And then um, all the a lot of the businesses went out of business. But I know her dad was a banker and his, his wow. bank kept going. So mm-hmm. we know that. And then also World War II, she was a young, she just got married right at the time of World War II. So she went through that. So I've heard different wow. stories, but that's a different life. Mm-hmm. That she went through a lot of stuff we didn't go through. Right. So it made me think about that and about how it'd be nice to talk to her now and say, hey, tell me what happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... Um, when I think about my mom, I think about the fact that I didn't appreciate, I was the only daughter of three brothers. And I don't think I appreciated when I got to high school and I really thought I was able to do whatever I want when I wanted. Mm-hmm. I don't think I respected her the way she should have been respected. And as I watched those young women respond, I, I never, I never hardly spoke to my mother out loud. It would be under my breath. And then when she said, I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm um, just not being able to say to her right now, like you said, all those things mm-hmm. that now I understand why you were strict or now I understand why you taught me or you, you, you know, you didn't respond when I did certain things. It's, it's, right. So I'm just glad that um, I do have those memories of her being so kind to me and, you know, trying to make sure I stay on the right path. Because I think women, we don't, what, as young women, they don't understand that the mothers have lived through this. And you thought you had somebody who was a great boyfriend or a best girlfriend, and they're not on your side. And your mother can see that. And we can't. And so it's really important for us to have these conversations. And I think that's why I love this, too, because it has these different personalities who are very complex. But it's just the human experience. Mm-hmm. All of us go through this. And guys, too. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, Josh is the, 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 yeah, yeah, the, the Joy Man Club. It's Mother's Day. Right. You can't talk it's just guys sitting there and like... Hmm. Yeah. yeah how the cowboys doing <laughs> now i think well to what i was thinking about um even even with men i feel like all this is gener like obviously that, that's the part of the movie is it's all generational mm-hmm. and so you have you know i think a lot of people think they think of india and they think of china they think of most of asia like oh it's arranged marriages and it was this and it was and i'm like uh, the United States was just a different version of the same thing. It was like, oh, I have I have something I want to do. And the husband's like, what do you mean you have something you want to do? What you do is you cook and you clean and you raise the kids. It's like, well, I'm, I want to paint. Like, that's not happening. You know, so and then even the the men were forced to do like everybody had this. We still had this kind of uh, monarchy situation going on, even within families right. where it was like. You know, to this day, people still ask, and I remember somebody was saying, somebody's, I think, asking this question on Reddit about, are you offended as a man when someone says, oh, were you sad it was a boy? Or do you want a boy or a girl? Mm-hmm. That that I think there's a trend of that becoming like bothersome or offensive to people because it kind of gives this kind of monarchy kind mm-hmm. of vibe of like, oh, a man wants a boy or the, the whole family wants a boy. And it's like, no, we just, we don't care. But... You know, for a long time, it was like, where's the boy? Where's the boy? Where's the boy? And then the women are just kind of like, you know, cattle or property or fences and things like that. Well, and it's evident when you, if you check your mail 
And something is addressed <laughs> to <laughs> Mrs. Joshua Weatherspoon. <laughs> like, hello, I have a name. I am my own person. Thanks so much. Yeah. That's strange that they're still doing that now. Yes. Yeah. I've yeah. been having conversations at work with like, guys, this is, we need to, this is real yeah. old school. Mm-hmm. Can we, you know, start like changing 1950s. this? It's right. Shouldn't be going on now. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's this kind of, I, I feel like it's an evolution because it, you know, whatever, I guess negatives you get from freedom of everyone. Um, there's so many positives of people just being able to be who they are. That's true. It's just like these women's stories would be totally different if they could just be who they are. If because it's I was thinking about the lady um, who was attacked by that guy and then forced to live with them uh, be, to be the fourth wife. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like this complete setup to get this son. Mm-hmm. So I guess he attacked her. With the hopes of getting a son. And if she didn't get a son, I guess he would just kind of let her out into the wind. <laughs> like he he knew that. I think it's one of those things that this is how I perceive it. Well, they that, didn't. Oh, they like didn't, after. Because well, pers- they took her in just right, knowing she was pregnant. Right. I, this is what I kind of perceived the situation as. We're going to take advantage of this young girl. And then maybe we'll get her pregnant. And we know that no one in the town, because it's culture. We all know our, our own cultures. So they knew, like, oh, no one's going to take this woman because they're not going to believe her mm-hmm. because they're going to think she's a harlot. Right. And so because no one will take her, we're rich. And then she'll come crawling back to us. And if it's a boy, we'll take them in and we'll take the boy. If it's a girl, we'll just close the door. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I perceive it. It's just like this this thing where, um, like, the culture and, the, you know, everything kind of is insidious. And I, I think it's been great that, We've kind of been stirring it up to where people can kind of, you know, someone's just like, I've been attacked. And someone goes, I believe you. Or at least let's go to the police and let's figure this out. And then they'll also say, you can stay at my place. You know, it's like, you know, we I I know you've told me stories of people who just been sent away. Mm -hmm. It's like you have a baby, Mm -hmm. you fall in love with somebody. um, You have a baby, you're not married or they're not Protestant or Christian or whatever. And then you just say, well, we're sending this daughter away and you're never going to be able to talk to them again. And then they don't know their whole family. And it's like, why put yeah. people through that? It's just a baby. No. <laughs> and I was so sad when that one baby was killed. That was just so sad. Oh, yeah. yeah. To get yeah. back and at the, the bathtub husband. To just get back to the husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, he kind of deserved something, but that was still sad. Yeah. yeah. I, that, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, well, that's a whole mental. Um, that kind of shows you the state of like how this whole situation was affecting her mentally. And, you know, new mothers, you know, there's whole the postpartum and like, you're kind of just having, okay, again, I'm not a mom, but (laughs) uh, I have a lot of friends with babies and I can tell that um, having a baby just kind of takes over your entire body. Um, Mm -hmm. All, you know, your hormones, your brain, your actual body. Yeah. Everything, yeah. (laughs) So, um, and then on top of that, to be in this kind of a marriage where he's just treats you like an object in the room. um, Mm -hmm. And flunks at everything in front of you. Yeah. Right. You know, that's going to mess you all up. And I don't, I think the actress did a great job of kind of showing us that she had detached like Mm -hmm. she was in this Mm -hmm. state and was just so consumed with unhappiness and like what her husband was doing and so much anger at him and then you know her baby goes underwater and then she was able to portray like this instant snap of like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh what just happened 
And then and, she was hugging him afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and did you notice she mentioned that his soul had left and he was lighter? Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like just the anguish that immediately overtook yeah. her. And then so, she's crying. Yeah. It wasn't. You can tell there was no like intent really felt like just lost in your mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And then something awful happened. And that was the repercussions of just a really bad situation. In so many parts of her life were stripped away from her being a young woman Mm -hmm. coming to mature women i'm sure she thought that maybe they would look after her or at least be kind she had no one on her side Mm -hmm. and i when i saw her when i saw the baby going under i think she almost went into like a dream state Mm -hmm. i'm going to watch this baby i've got to get you know i got to get back with him i don't want to go back with him and then when she realized what was going on of course it was too late Mm -hmm. but i think sometimes as we do things we things bubble up inside of us and we say, well, how am I going to figure this out? And what am I going to do? And it's really not about us. It's about sometimes sitting back and saying, okay, what am I going to do? But I'm going to be still. And she yeah. couldn't be still mm-hmm. because right. all of these people who she lived with, none of them were supporting her. Right. And I think that was her loss. Of, the loss of her son was a part of that because she had no one on her side. Yeah. And we could see these women all felt like the leaving was not an option. Because, you know, had mm-hmm. had she just had That's it in right. her to just leave, like she said at the like later in the movie or in the narration, I think it was she was like, had I only just left him, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done this awful thing. Right. Um, but it wasn't really in the mind and in the culture to just go. And there was one somebody said, I think this was the um, one of the moms said it was the lady. You all know the character names. Who was the one who was. Married to the, all your notes. Uh, she was married to the guy that said, I want your opinion. Oh. That wife. Oh. That they got yeah. back together at the, the guy end. who was really wealthy. Yeah. Um, anyhow. Was that Anne in, in May? Uh, no. no, that was the mother. Um, was that Rose? Rose. Rose? Rose? Yes, mm-hmm. I think it was Rose. Okay, so Rose's yeah. mother um, said to her. Rose and Jordan. Mm-hmm. Rose, yeah, um, said... Losing him doesn't matter. You'll be the one that's found. I believe that was the yeah. mother-daughter yeah. parent. Um, which was true. It was like, I, you know, all these women kind of just were clinging to something. And so she was clinging to, well, at least I have a husband, you know, right. I guess. Or I have a home. Or if I leave, I'll have nothing. But right. sometimes, you know, uh, it's like on the airplane, like um, when they tell if you have a child, like put that mask on yourself yeah. first. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's a lot of and the self-care is the whole trendy buzzword yeah. now and like me time and all that. But sounds cheesy, but it's important. Got to get that me time. Yeah. The um, I think all of them were trying to teach that lesson of, you know, and it's it's something like even in business, like don't be afraid to leave. leave what I don't know. They say like just leave the table, I guess. Like the, she told her daughter, you know, you're the most important thing. So if your husband doesn't really care about mm-hmm. you, then leave. Or actually she wasn't leaving. She was telling him to leave. Yeah. She was like, I'm going to keep the house. Right. I'm going to keep the kid. You get out of here. Um, and I think all, and the one who lived in the, the, what, the weirdly the shaped coffin. Like uh, Lena. Yeah. <laughs> she, that's what she was telling her daughter too. Like you have an option. You can just she leave. She asked her, what do you want? Right. Tell him and then leave until right. he gives it to you. Yeah, and it's like you're willing to walk away from the table to see if there's a better uh, way, there's a better negotiation to be had. And I think 
you know, sometimes we want to be judgmental to people like that mother and say, like, why did she drown her daughter or her son? And she should have done this and should have done that. And like we said, it's like there's this ingrained culture of let's say she was 20 years old of being 20 years of that. And definitely back then when the ingraining was also physical as well. You know, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to yell at you or I'm going to take the car or your Xbox. It's like, I'm going to beat you until you do what I say. And then I'm going to tell the whole town to either beat you or not uh, help you in any way. So it's like you're going through this this situation of like, where am I going to go? Who am I going to who am I going to turn to? Um, And I have no options. So the only option I could do, like she said, was to take something that he loves so much. So I think that's a part of what they were trying to tell their daughters. It's like, you're, you're worthy and you also have options to be able to do whatever you need to do. Because in the grand scheme of things, I guess back then there were six billion people on the planet and there's seven continents. So you can kind of do whatever you want when it comes down to it. But that's true. That's one thing they said over and over. I'm not worthy. You're not worthy. You are worthy. That was right. a huge part of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like the that is really key and i think like i was saying about the psychology thing <laughs> excuse every everyone my mom when they go out let the dog out <laughs> but the psychology of it is yes everybody can kind of learn a lot about and start thinking about themselves um and not in a way that you know discredits anyone else but like who am i and what do i want yeah this is definitely needs. a great movie to again understand that people have their own histories Mm-hmm. They have their own stories, their own things that led them to where they are now. And we may or may not understand it. Right. And also, we may not have to deal with it. Like, the lady who married the publisher, you know, they stayed together. But let's just say she turned out to understand where he was coming from and the the pressures that he had on his job and how he had to work late and all these things. And she could also say, I don't really want to deal with that. Like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that either to go, you know, Wow. I really wanted to have a husband that was home all the time and I don't want to do business dinners and all that type of stuff. And that's also okay. Yeah, that she had a lot of business dinners that she had to go to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that was, they did a great job with the key moments of things like when they were at that dinner and I think he spilled the drink and then she kneeled yeah. down and wiped it up. And it's like all those, those things that people don't think about, like when they complain about like right now, like Harry and Megan, and they're like, they're prince and princess. They what do they don't have to do anything? I'm like, dude, when you're when you have to go to lunch at twelve and your boss comes up to you at eleven fifty eight to ask you a question, you flip out. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, this is so brutal. You know, it's like just think about if everything that you had to do in your life was scheduled and people had an opinion on it and all these different things. So yeah, it's it's there's a lot of pressure depending on who you are for the life that you've you ultimately chosen. But, you know, stuff you didn't know you were going to was going to be a part of your life, <laughs> sopping up beer stains or whatever. OK, can we talk about Waverly's mom, which I think was Anne May? And the, she was the it storyteller? Linda? Was it Linda? Or was it Linda? Linda. Linda. Was that the storyteller? Storyteller? Um, the one who said that the letter... She's yes. like, oh, the, the, I, oh, yeah, what did she say? This What's is the story how. I, about the le- what did she say about the letter? She's like, oh, I spoke to your brother. Oh, yeah, she said, I spoke to you. I sent a letter to your brother and sister, and they're so excited to see you. 
I signed it from your mom. Everybody no, no, that's what she said later. But oh. she, said she didn't tell him before. Yeah, she, she's yeah. like, I told them. She, she didn't tell the, the Chinese brother and sister that had been left it's on the two side girls. of the road. Two sisters. Two girls. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The two sisters that they had been left on, that had been left on the side of the road, that um, they had a sister. And she didn't tell the daughter, the main character of this movie, that she didn't tell her unknown sisters that their mother was dead. So she lied on both sides. Oh, yeah. She, she told was... everybody what they wanted to hear. Right. Yeah. But this makes sense now once we learned her story. Make sure I'm not mixing up stories. But um, she was the one who concocted her whole escape plan That's from that awful marriage. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. okay. She was a bright one. She was that... crafty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she. Okay. So her story starts with her mom. And we don't, we don't, they don't really make it clear, like, if the family received money or if she was doing this because she thought her daughter would have a better life this way. I, I think that's what they she was saying. They got to move, so it seems like something happened, like maybe they like moved some money to, to the be able south, to move. They yeah. um, and handed over the daughter at, like, age 15, I think they had said, or 12 or something, um, to be married off. And the matchmaker get, matches her with, I'm assuming, a, like, 11 to 12-year-old boy. Right. To be her husband, he says, I'm the husband. I make the rules. You can sleep on the floor. And, like, shows her a lizard. Like, okay, he has no idea what is happening. You know who he looks like? Um, the son in Disenchantment. <laughs> okay. The, the, the blue one. The one <laughs> yeah, when Zod the married the, yeah. the ocean lady. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So, anyway, but how... Okay, that was so genius, like, how she got out of this whole situation, which she was like, all right, this is awful. I'm going to start paying attention, and I'm going to lean into what everyone believes, like, the um, traditions and the whatever, and they were all... What was it? The ancestors? They were praying to an ancestor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ancestor. yeah. Right. Yeah. She leaned in heavy, and she was like, I'm going to... I know these little tidbits about people, and I'm going to tell them... This is a message from the ancestors, and I'm going to get myself out of but, this. But what spawned it was she overheard that a servant was the pregnant. A servant was pregnant. By who? I, I didn't by, know who by Somebody was. in the village. Somebody. somebody didn't want the baby. Yeah, okay. right. Because I was like, like I don't right. know if he's related, if they're related to that Yeah, no. He was not. just like, I, I don't, that's not, I don't want this, blah, 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 blah. So she was going to be left out with a baby. By herself, yeah. which right. we already know doesn't go over well. Right. <laughs> I mean, she did kind of throw this girl under the bus, yeah, but she coupled her up and gave yeah. her a yeah, family, she, I guess. The, the chick, she she rose to the ranks, though. Mm-hmm. Right. But I was just so impressed. She was stuck with, with this, a 15 year old, but this ingenuity of getting, she was like, I, this is not my life. <laughs> yep. I am not doing right. this. Getting out of here by any means necessary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, it, it's just funny because. Yeah, there was no way to to back check that. So it was just people right. were like, oh, okay. And I feel like if anybody else in the room, I'd be like, holy crap, if I want anything, I could just say like the ancestors <laughs> said this and that. Right. But this is, yeah, that's who I was picturing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, it's in the TV show. Oh, yeah, I pictured kind of him. Like oh, him. my God. Yeah. Go look that and he acts just the same. Really? He's just like, I'm doing this, this, this. And everybody's like, okay. okay. He's kind of, <laughs> I don't know if it, when he becomes Should king, if this is clearly not work. be ruling anything. Right. <laughs> Well, that was Lindo, I think. And then her daughter was Waverly. Waverly. And so you can mm-hmm. kind of see Waverly was pretty outgoing in some ways. 
And she didn't she the one that was fighting with um June at the end? They were yeah. fighting over yeah, something. They were kind of rivals like rivals, their whole life. Yeah, whole life. Oh, yeah. she was the one that was the chess player. Yes. Right. Yeah. And the, was kind of sour. They had that recital or whatever, mm-hmm. and she, she was, was kind of like, like Oh Lord. You know, sitting there happy when um, June's piano playing fell apart and went horrifically. I will say that's perfectly how you start messing up while performing. Oh, yes. You start thinking you're you're doing good. And you're like, wait, what am I doing? And you're like, what's today? And you're like, are my fingers going? Oh, no, don't think about the fingers. And then you're like, oh, no. And then you're like, hold on. Nope. Nope. Oh, it's not coming yeah. back. You have to get past the mistake. Right. Because once you get the mistake, you, you just blow it. But you had to be able to make a mistake and get past it and get back on. So yeah, I get it. It's on a music soundtrack. I think it's like <laughs> the music has to continue playing in your head. And then you're messed up. And then you have to, it's kind of like those action movies. You have to jump from like the back of the train all the way to the front. Like the train's still moving. You're like, mm-hmm. I messed up. Where are we? Four measures ahead? Let's <laughs> just jump over there. So. Here's what's easier in the dance life. Maybe you'll agree. That in music... Oh, yeah. we got two dancers, yeah, two so, musicians. Yeah. We've got drummer, etc. and flute player. And then dancer. Well, you play piano. And oboe. And oboe. Okay. Mm-hmm. I play clarinet in uh, band. overachiever out of the four of us. Yeah. But... But really, I was in a bunch of dance dance classes. So here's and this is a yeah. This we've gone completely off the rails now. <laughs> but um, in dance, I feel like if you miss a step or you mess up, especially if it's just you, it's easier to recover, and you can just you just make it up. Nobody knows oh, what yeah, you're supposed dance. to be doing. You right. You just you True. as long as you're on a beat or mm-hmm. something, and you just don't stop moving, and you don't right. change your facial expression. Right. You just go with it. You're like, oh, I missed that leap. Whatever. I'll do Next a spin. One will yeah. Be so you just keep on beat. You keep going. Music's not so much. Music, music's a little bit more difficult to recover, especially if you're playing something people know. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if someone says, "Hey, play Purple Haze," and right. you're like, "Boop, boop." Right. Like, that's that purple haze. Right. Right. <laughs> but I guess if you were playing by yourself, only yourself, then you could do the same thing with music. Right. You just start making piece. things up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was original. I mean, I could do <laughs> you that. You got a solo. Yeah. 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 That's what I did for babies twice this week. You did play the melodica for the yeah, babies. I just made it up. Mesmerized them. Babies like don't a know the difference. Snake charmer. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They stopped breathing. They stopped looking at them. What in the world? They got my face. It sounds good, but what is that? They kept leaning back further and further. You get closer, they were like, get away from me. They loved it. They did. Okay, back on the rails now. Back on the rails. (laughs) Is that the name of this show? Yeah. Back on the rails. The quote I love from... Lin, what would we decide? Waverly Thomas Lindo. Yeah. Um, When she was sitting there before... I think it was before... Because she was all done up like the bride or whatever. And she kind of had that veil <laughs> over. Um, she sat there and she said that um, she had to decide whether fear would rule or if I would. And then she just kind of said, like, okay, I don't know what I'm about to, what I'm walking into. This is a really scary situation, right. but I can't let just fear run my life. I have to be in control of what I can be in control of. And that's whether or not I'm going to be afraid. <laughs> yeah, I was, I think I was just glad that it was a 15 year old boy or a 12 year old oh i know boy. those shoes walking I up like, i was like i was oh, like no. oh no this is like gonna a be 46 year old right man. and it was like oh it's a child you're All a right, child well. slightly better i was still I not did, great right i didn't know who he was gonna be but i was like this could 
be positive. People do this, been doing this for years. Right. But yeah, if he was 40, I'm like, no. And then she just tricked them all. That's right. I wonder if she tricked the lizard too. Maybe. Well, she she told that she lizard he was bought. Oh, yeah. She thanks. Oh, yeah, thank yeah, I thought she was so going to hit it. Get out of here, lizard. Oh, yeah, I thought she was going to squish it. Hey, lizard, I'm really in the wrong place. Let me right. go back where I came from. Right. But it kind of tied everything together, mm-hmm. the way that she did all that. And then at the end, she's the one telling everybody what they wanted to hear about mm-hmm. the twins. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she finally said, oh, I've got to tell you the truth. Right. Being a little trickster. The orchestrator. Yeah, orchestrator. Um, I don't remember which child this was because I have bad memory with that type of stuff. But um, one, the moms with the notes can tell you the the one child who said, um, "I'm not your slave. This isn't China." Mm. And oh, yeah, I thought about like the the level that we haven't talked about is is immigration because you have you have your you have your customs and what you uh, lived with, and then you have what your your hopes like we were talking about and dreams, and then you also have a implantation into another culture and their hopes and dreams and so you think like oh my child's gonna be this type of person because i'm chinese they're chinese and they're like i'm american was that june was that june i'm trying to remember if that was over piano or chess yeah it was one or the other it was one of those two it was either june or waverly yeah 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 but i I thought that was i'm like man that's gotta be very um intense and difficult because you have yeah you just have these Two different blends going on and then you also have the trauma that the parent the moms have um and then the the kids just want to quote unquote be normal you know american kids but i don't they didn't even show like probably the other side like with their the students in their class and mm-hmm. different things like that yeah. it's just like so many different levels of complexity and trying to be who you are and fit in and keep culture and and um and let go of certain cultural things. Because I know moving to Texas for me, I had to let go of certain things because people just didn't understand it. And it was just too much work to, <laughs> to explain it. Like, uh, you know, so it's just like, oh, what's that? Why does it have this? And why is there a foot in there? And why is blah, blah, blah? And why do you wear that? Like, okay. Mom, I just want sneakers. <laughs> I just want this. So why do we have to do that? You know, and so... Um, I, yeah, I just think that would be increasingly difficult and like your perception of everything. So I don't know. Oh, yeah, because one of the moms was like, why do you have to be so fancy? You get your hair done. You care too much. And, oh, yeah. And I, I mean, sadly, that's that is American culture, you know, like that's where the daughter was. That's mm-hmm. how she was growing up and the society she was in. But mom came from a different place mm-hmm. and, you know, did that stuff surely didn't matter when you're just trying to not be married to a 12 year old or whatever. Or to make it through the war. Right. Or make it through, the war, <laughs> right, it through yeah. a war. Yeah. Like didn't matter what your hair was doing. Yeah. It's like, don't you care about all the stuff I have? Aren't you impressed? And like, I don't like, I never needed or wanted that. Or I can't remember which mother that was the one where she was, she brought her to the apartment and showed her everything. And she was like, are you not impressed by these things? Was like, that the one with the house that was weird? That was yeah, Waverly. She had the studio, no, the big, that she was Waverly? The, Waverly the was getting married. She was like, why don't you like Rich? He gave oh, me this right, coat. Right, right. And he right. was, don't you right. care about our apartment? And that was Waverly. By the way, this was filmed in San Francisco. So I'm assuming they were in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we were wondering where they all lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's filmed in San Francisco. Well, I have a question for y'all. And this oh. was from the very beginning. The very first thing, the little story that the mom told to... June. So the very, very beginning, it was about the feather. feather, And Mm -hmm. they said, there's a duck. I was a duck and I tried to stretch my 
Next, I become a swan, and then the duck and the swan fly along, and I guess they go to America. Mm-hmm. And when they get there, the immigration people send the swan off somewhere else, but right. the duck just has the one feather. Mm-hmm. But who was the swan? What was the concept of the swan? I, I thought it was a symbol because when they went back and you show that she had the feather. She had the feather. Like, that yeah. is all I have as a memory from the memory of anybody at this table, I think she was saying, because all of them knew about the, the swan feather, mm-hmm. but they didn't know who was going to have it. Yeah. So that was just, that was interesting. It sounds like well, you're talking about immigration, but who knows? Mm-hmm. She may have had problems with immigration. Right. Because she made that comment. They separated them and then she ended up all, all she had. So maybe she, she lost her things. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It I think it also could mean just like losing kind of like they were the, the, the father was saying, like, I have pictures of your mom when she was young and all these things, but the, the daughters in China have nothing. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like them coming to where they had where to come them coming to the US, they had to leave everything and they had virtually nothing when they came here so that they could achieve more, be more, get away from things. This I, I would assume they probably never saw their parents again or they never, you know, did all the things that they used to do. So they only had a sliver of of memories from who they were, I guess. Was June's dad, and is that the dad from, the husband from China? Or is he somebody new? I no, never I think he, we that. never heard yeah. from that guy again. Because yeah. the baby China was supposed was to go left. back to yeah. him. So this was probably a new husband yeah. when she came yeah. to America. Yeah. yeah. And then did we find out who picked up the children? We never found out who picked up the two daughters, right? Right. And that's what mm-hmm. I would love. Picked, oh, you mean yeah. as far as like, like who, who took adopted them? Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll put that in the next movie. That would be nice. Yeah. Or like, yeah, make a whole oh, spinoff. Yeah. Then movie. you would add two more. You would have the moms, the kids, plus the two kids from right. China, and then the kids mm-hmm. of those kids, mm-hmm. the third generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we'd would... get the answers of. Then we'd know what their life has been. You know right. what? So the writers from This Is Us. We get together. <laughs> yeah. They'd make they it pop. Join <laughs> writers, and then you make a really put that huge... out there. Make that happen. That's right. Start a Facebook campaign. Is that yeah. how you get things done now in Hollywood? Uh, like you save TV shows. I and I don't know if Facebook's still the place to do Twitter, campaigns like that. Twitter, maybe. Maybe Twitter. TikTok. <laughs> what do are the kids I'll do doing? A, I'll do a TikTok dance. TikTok about dance. Joy Luck Club too. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Did you have any other questions? You came prepared with questions. I, I came prepared with chaos. <laughs> Chatter. Chit-chat. Oh, I had one other thing I noticed. First thing, when when you very first saw they're all together in that great big group, mm-hmm. and of course you didn't know who anybody was, but as you went through the, the story, then you could look back and you see them again, and you're like, oh, that's who that was. Right. That one is still with that husband. Oh, you know, so that was kind of cool, the way they mm-hmm. tied it together. But the first thing I thought when I saw them, and it's like, Oh, that looks so great. Nobody has to wear masks. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how are they so close? Yeah. Right. No They're all masks, hugging no and yeah. eating yeah, like together. Yeah, like you know, how things used to be. The before times. Yeah, yeah, I think I thought it was funny when there was a little girl off, fra- off camera because they sprayed her with the, the champagne, the champagne or something. that yeah. little girl goes, I got some water on me too. And then they laugh and then she was about to say something else. And you just go, shh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that kid wasn't supposed to keep we're like, talking. We're, 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 we're actually yeah. filming a movie. We don't care about it. Because we did, that happened when we were watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I pointed out at one of the scenes, the camera, the 
little tip of the camera showed up in the Shogun. scene uh-huh. and then it was a bunch of children and then the, like the camera's here and the children's just looking at the camera wow. and I was like oh they didn't I, I get you know it doesn't matter what you tell you you could tell it for three okay. hours like do not look at the camera and they're like the Got very you. thing do not do not look right. at the camera it makes them transform and they're like now okay I gotta do and then their head just shifts to the camera straight and into they length. smile and you're like ugh yeah. yeah these kids I did think though as she kept going with the scene I was like alright <laughs> like, yeah. I could, you could feel maybe that wasn't supposed to happen. Right. She's like, we're, we're all it, professionals. Left it, we're going to yeah. keep going. Yeah. I see you scrolling yeah. in your well, notes. They might get the people who did Crazy Rich Asians, and then they might get the people who were involved in all the other ones, you know, Asian movies that were put together in which they talked about things that they knew about. I think that would be a, a good piece to put together and have mm-hmm. people who really, from the background, come up in the foreground and tell the story mm-hmm. from their yeah. point of view. Did you say there was a, um, or somebody the other day, maybe there was a um, documentary about this movie? Yes, Amy Tan, I have it on there. She, K-E-R-A, she was on two weeks ago. And she was giving all the information about how she came to become a writer and what made her do the things that she's doing. And she talked about new pieces that she was putting together for. Um, is any of this true? Or is it all? That's a good question. Yeah. Like pulled from I, her I, thought life about, I thought about writing her. Because I was like, oh, not like that. <laughs> but I was thinking about writing her to find out if that, or just, you know, just sending something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if it's interesting to, to, you know, in her brain to come up with all of that. She's written a lot of books, but that one, that one's really, you know, Joy Luck Club is really something. Because it, to me, it's a liberating book for women who really don't, who really don't speak out and tell the truth. Do you want poachers? Do you want hamburgers? I'll make whatever you want. You know, to be able to say, hey, we're having hamburgers tonight. Well, I'm not tired of hamburgers. Well, then you go to the peanut butter and jelly sandwich because that's what I'm making. You know, I mean, just to see women who are afraid to speak up, see other women speaking up, sometimes give them the, gives them the courage to speak up for themselves. And they were very specific on casting women they said there were um 50 speaking roles for women Mm. um and 15 i think of the main cast um which is a lot i think it's only like 10 dudes so sorry Mm -hmm. but um they were specific they wanted women who could speak um cantonese Mm -hmm. um chinese cantonese um yeah yeah. um and I, i think that's that was important too not to just have everyone speaking English, right. you know, I think it's important to in- include the language um, of the culture you're representing. That's how you end up with Jake Gyllenhaal being the Prince of Persia. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I also think it was important to see, here's the senior citizens, here are the women who are in their 50s, 60s or whatever, and then here are the girls who, who are crawling on the floor, playing and running with their mm-hmm. friends. But just to see that all of us can sit at the table and have a good time without there being any animosity or anger or whatever. I thought that was really good because they had all these generations. You did that when we were starting in the beginning, you know, what generation, what time frame is this? Mm -hmm. I think that's important because kids don't know anything about time frame anymore. They just know that's my grandma or that's my auntie. But like you said, what was this? Was it before or after this happened? When is, because it does make a difference. The, um, uh, I think going even with the, the whole immigrating to America thing, one of the interesting things I didn't know about this movie is all these people are actually not related. Mm-hmm. They right. were all right. friends through church and mm-hmm. they bonded um, over 
being from similar places and having similar experiences and became friends and they weren't just like in all relationships, they weren't the, the best of friends all the time and they weren't always on the same page about it, everything. But that this wasn't just like, oh, this is your family, so you have to deal with them. Like, no, these are people who became your family and that you chose mm-hmm. um, to be able to be close to you, to um, to have someone that you can relate to and someone that couldn't, you know, even though they were sometimes, you know, uh, uh in competition they were also inspiring each other right. to you know try to be better moms and inspiring their kids and stuff like that so i thought that was interesting as well i agree do you <laughs> um one thing i'll say we should probably it's been an hour well we should probably wrap um i think we have to get ready for everything as well um uh i will cut this part out what was i gonna say oh that's what I was gonna say. So this is my big this is my big thing to the audience. Uh, make sure that you take time, like in this movie. If you haven't watched the movie, obviously, as we say, watch the movie. It'll make more sense as you listen to this. But take time to talk with your parents and learn their story, <laughs> because mm-hmm. um, that's one of the things the character said. When she, what did she do? She like looked in the mirror and then she was like. She, was, she said something. She either talked like she was talking to her mom or just like, mm-hmm. I wish I was able to ask my mom some of the things that I wanted to know and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, ask your parents, ask your grandparents, you know, things about your family and things where they lived and how life was. Because I think once you once you find like this movie, once you find out who you are generationally, it helps you have confidence in who you are as an individual and even if it's negative and bad and sad, you can always take the horrible information and use that as a way to, you know, maybe not repeat the same things mm-hmm. or maybe uh, do things differently. So, you know, really take that time to just kind of ask questions. And that's something that we've been talking about lately where I was like, hey, do you know this? I'm like, you should probably talk to your dad about that. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, I don't know who that person or what my yeah. grandma did I for a living. You know? so, yeah, just kind of knowing that stuff because then it kind of. Even if it's trivial, it's just kind of like, oh, wow, my grandmother painted and I paint too. And sure, your grandmother was never Pablo Picasso. Sure, you're not Pablo Picasso, but that's a connection that you could feel. And that can, you know, get you through times where you're kind of like, who am I? Where am I going? And all those things. I think that when this movie came out, I thought of it as like an older lady movie. And what are you now? <laughs> nope. Nope. He keeps trying to tell me I'm old. I'd I say you're middle-aged. I am not. I am not. No, she can't be middle-aged. because what we're we Exactly. Outvoting. But, well, 93. I was 11, 12. Okay? So this felt like an old age movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what this was. You're like 22. Right. Uh, right. That woman's old. No, but I get it. Like I get now why I heard about like there's like book clubs about this and like little, you know, ch- chat sessions that came out of this movie. I totally get it. Um, so this movie is very timeless. Um, even though there were a lot of shoulder pads and some big hair. Um, Not too bad though. No, not too bad. I would say that the men's clothes were the worst. Oh, man. That one guy in his jeans. Pants. Those the jeans. jeans and the pleated pants <laughs> and the puffy yeah. shirt. It was like there were balloons in his jeans. Yeah. yeah that, that I don't was know terrible. why that was our thing. It why? was like, I weigh 
88 pounds, but I have the shirt. I have like a double XL dress shirt on. It's tucked like in. Wide, tucked in. <laughs> double XL. Giant jeans. So yeah, it looks like, it looks like the, when you put on the sumo outfits to, at, yep. the, yeah. at the, you know, the, what are those places If you called? just cinched in a belt. Yeah. Like yeah. on the sumo outfit. Sumo yeah. That's what you're wearing. But anyway, what I was saying was, I get it. Okay. I am. I'm an older lady now. I get it. <laughs> Watch the movie with your friends. Yeah. Have a chat. And you'll get some stuff out of it. That's all I'm saying. And it was a club. And there was a lot of joy. Yes. And that was a great title. I never equated it to, you know, after watching a couple of times, I was like, oh, that's where the joy, the joy luck club. Because everyone felt lucky to have somebody that they could talk and share their deepest, darkest thoughts and sentences with. Yeah. Not everybody has four people they can talk to. Mm-hmm. Not everybody right. has four people they can be annoyed by, too. Right. It's like, <laughs> some people don't even have the privilege of that. So. I think we did it. So it was a good choice. Thank you for inviting us. Yes. Thank you for You're joining welcome. us. Thank you for joining us. And happy post-Mother's Day to you. And post-Mother's Belated Day to Mother's all the... Uh, post. 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 After Mother's Day. Belated. <laughs> Post belated. We'll okay. agree on that. that Shake post on it. Before? Sounds good. I agree. Wait. Post belated Mother's Day. Okay, well, it's time to do the thing. What do we do? Subscribe. Oh, yeah. Find what? us. Subscribe. Where do we? Where should they find us at? On our website, heyweejustsawmovie.com. You can find us on wherever you get your podcast because yeah. I'm pretty sure everywhere. we're everywhere. It's hey with an exclamation point. We just saw a movie, no punctuation at the end. But, but <laughs> not when you type in the website or, yeah, not when you type in the website. Right, don't put an exclamation point in the website. I don't know, some people might not know. They okay, might be like, oh, well don't I'm do that. Um, leave us a message, send us an email. What's the email? Hey, we just saw a movie podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email, we might check it, we might respond. Tell us what you and think. And we're on IG. Hey, we Find just us saw on a movie. Instagram. Like us, subscribe, tell your friends, tell right. your dog, tell your TV. Tell your therapist. Tell your therapist. Tell your mom. Tell your mom. On that note. What note? I was going to end it. You can't end it. Oh, okay. Because. <laughs> Remember. Don't say it. Mistakes happen oh. in heaven. <laughs> okay. That's all. Bye. Bye.